0: Father, we give you glory. Thank you for that power that is in that name, the benefits that we have in that name, that name that opens doors for us, that name at which every knee bows, every situation bows to. Thank you for willing that name to us, Lord. We we'll use that name. And produce results everywhere we go. To your glory and to your praise. Amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's our year of walking in the name of the Lord Jesus, isn't it? There are so many things I've done in that name throughout the year. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Alright. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I want to share some few things with you. Can I share some one or two things? All right. Hallelujah. This is at them that love his appearance. So it's a very different type of. Hallelujah. So I want to share some few things with you from the scriptures. And I want us to start from Matthew chapter 6. Verse 33. Hallelujah. What does it say? But seek ye first. Jesus was talking about how everybody is looking for what he will eat. If you've checked the system. If you've checked the world. You realize that the reason why people work is because of food clothing and a place to sleep basically clothing may come in the form of cars and all that i mean anything to decorate ourselves food it's not a small thing oh people are working because of food if you don't work it's in the bible no contribution no chop in it it's not written like that in the bible It's it's my own version but it's 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 in the bible that uh, the hand that does not work should not eat You know, the earth has been cursed for man's sake. So God said that out of the sweat of your face shall you eat. You see, and Jesus came to show us something better because he knew he was going to take the curse that was of this earth and carry it upon his head. You know, when God cursed the ground for man's sake, the Bible says that immediately thorns and thistles came out of the earth. The earth began to bear thorns and thistles. If you leave uh, a land there without anybody cultivating it, before you realize tons and tissues are just coming out of it why couldn't it have borne tomatoes and okra and all that it's only tons and tissues that just comes out if you want okra and those things you have to make an effort or else you will not get it it's an amazing thing but before the curse okra and tomatoes were just growing normally and you didn't need to work for all those things it was just coming hallelujah so Jesus was talking about how that you 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 see, people are he says, the people of this world are seeking what they will eat, they are thinking about what they will wear, they are asking and praying and doing things to be able to wear something. And Jesus talks about the fact that, brothers and sisters, he says, therefore I say unto you, to take no thought for your life. Can you do that? Can you do that? Taking no thought for your life. No thought to. Me. In other words, don't think about what he says. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. You see, everybody is going against this particular thing, isn't it? Everybody in the world is going, including Christians. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold, the fouls or the air. God, Jesus wants you to be a bad man, He wants you to be the bad type of man. No thinking about food, he wants you to just be exposed to the beds, like be like the birds. The, the birds don't they don't plant, neither do they reap, but they are fed. me, <laughs> anybody, you a bed man, what I? <laughs> behold? The fowls are there, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Then he says, Are ye not much better than they? Are you not much much better than they? Why are you living your life as though God does not care about you? Eesh. Which of you, by taking thought, cannot one cubit to your, to your stature? How many of you grew up by thinking, as you are thinking about your stature, then more flesh was being added? You don't, nobody is into you. Don't calculate it. You just keep increasing. Since Pastor Mike got married, you realize that his body, that he has become, <laughs> it's not a small thing. Why take you toil for raiment? Why? Consider the leaves of the field, how they grow. They neither this they toil not, neither do they spin. They don't toil. Anything that makes you toil, you have to start asking questions about it. Isn't it amazing? It's, amazing. It's, it's a certain life of faith that God expects us to live. Okay? He expects you to give your attention to something, as to give you. A, that's what I've done. This is my secret to real prosperity in my life. I'm not the. I'm a bad person. I'm I'm a lily person. I'm a bad man, lily man. I'm not talking about the rapper bad man. No. I'm talking about somebody else. Hallelujah. Hey, I've just left my life to God. All I'm interested in is in making sure His gospel is going forward and doing well. And I'm being taken care of. It was my bed. you People, you blessed me plenty. Bless me, plenty money. When I saw them, I said, Hey, I'm a shipman, that's why I have access to such money. If I was not into ship and to doing some things for the Lord, I would not have had access to those things. People are toiling, but they don't get what I got, and what I get every month. Hey, I'm not saying become a pastor because it's like you get money. It's not that's not how it functions. I I'm not in because of money. Hallelujah. Why take you thought for a Consider the leaves of the field. How they go, they turn not, they not, neither do they spend. Verse 29. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, even Solomon, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. In all of Solomon, Solomon is the richest man that has lived so far. None of the riches that Bill Gates and all those people combined have can be compared to what he had. He had so much money. So much. But it says that he cannot be compared to any of them. Hey! Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today, this is a great challenge. Like, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more? I've come to do a series on five minutes past week. We'll much more. That's the title. Much more. How much more? And this is one of them. How much more? Shall he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Say, God will tell you, but God will take care of you. There's a song uh, that was sung a lot in the church uh, I was in some years ago. God will take care of you. When skies are great, God will take care of you. In every way all the way, he will take care of you. God will ta- Have you heard it before? God will take care of you. He's very nice. Then the pastor will strike the voice. Reverend Stanley, God will. Say, we? It's just awesome. I'm trying to remember, but it's not coming. I can't do what he does. Hallelujah. He will take care of you. Look at the next verse. Oh, you of little faith. Go to the next verse, verse 31. This is not my focus. All this, this is just comedies. The real thing is verse 33. Hallelujah. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Isn't it true? After all these things do the Gentiles seek. He didn't say the Jews. He says the Gentiles seek. (laughs) Those who don't have God do that. The Jews have God. So he, he didn't mention Jews. The Gentiles. Don't be like someone who does not have God. The Jews work with God in perspective Oh yes, they do They work with God in perspective They don't work as though Without that thing that they are doing Or if they don't cheat somebody Or don't do some one or two things They will not be able to eat They don't do that They are playing They will do the business with you They know what belongs to them Will come to them and they, have, they have Brothers and sisters The Jews are the richest group of people In the whole world The whole world Even after the second world war Before the first, the second world war Hitler killed them because of that particular thing. That they were why they have, they have all the money. Let's kill them. And he killed he, did, he killed five million or six million of them. Six million. He killed six million Jews. By then, the First World War, 50 million people had died. Six million of them were Jews. But after the world, the world war, when they didn't have anything, you see, after the world, after the second war, they didn't have anything. Most of them didn't have anything. But as the years have gone by, 60 years later, they are, they are, they are the riches. And it, it didn't, the, the riches did not come after 60 years. It came after like 10 years of freedom or 5 years of freedom. Everything it just starts prospering because they are Jews. They are related to Abraham. You are a Christian. You are more related to Abraham than they are. So don't do your business with just the numbers and the figures in mind. Do it with God in mind. And you will see the results. You will be shocked. Hallelujah. For your heavenly Father know that you have need of such of these things. But, but seek. He says, instead of doing what the Gentiles do, seeking riches and seeking what they will wear and seeking what they will eat. He's not saying don't work. Because the same Bible says work. I've told you what he's talking about. How he mentioned Gentiles and not Jews. And I've told you. So don't say that hey, because of this particular scripture, man's not going to work. You are making a problem. Yeah, you are, you, are, you are getting yourself into trouble. He says, But seek ye first He's telling you what to give your attention to There are things that you must seek first There are things that must be on your your priority list Do you see He's telling you the first thing that must be Seek ye first the kingdom of God And his righteousness And all these things shall be added to you All the things that they are looking for will be given to you Free of charge Hallelujah Now I know you know I've preached this particular message so many times But I want to show you a certain side I've not really spoken about much Okay, I want to show you a certain side of this particular scripture. Hallelujah. The He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. What is that kingdom of God? What kingdom is he talking about? What kingdom, what is he talking about? You know that the kingdom of God, okay, let me show it to you, you don't know. Go to John chapter 18, verse 35. John 18, 35. Hallelujah. You love Jesus. He says, Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? This Pilate and Jesus communicating. Pilate was asking Jesus questions and Jesus was replying. He says, Am I am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief and the chief priests have delivered you unto me. What have you done? That they have delivered you unto me. Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. So the kingdom of God is not an earthly thing. The kingdom of God is not church buildings. It's not building a city. The cities that people are building, they will live and go. Hallelujah. Years ago, um, Dawi, John Dawi, uh, do you know how many of you know Dawe? very serious man of god senior man of god i mean them he's full of power he touches cancers and they vanish he can slap you and your sickness will you just vanish i mean anything he does at all i mean so you get you get your healing he built a city called zion city with so many people there it's not there anymore right now and this is just some years ago it's not there anymore so the kingdom of god is actually not buildings it's not houses it's not any of those things it's not organizations Organize the organize you are building, they will walk past and go. You know that, oh, they will pass and go with time. Hallelujah. What Jesus is trying to let you know is that my kingdom is not earthly, it's not what you think it is, it is different from what you think it is. It is not earthly combinations doing roads, building ch- ha- church buildings, buying cars. What else? Buying equipment, instruments, keyboard. It's not that is not the kingdom of God. Am I the one saying? Jesus is the one saying it. Oh, the way I look at him is like I'm, I'm the one saying it. Oh, no, says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of the sort. If my kingdom were of the sort, then would my servants fight. If my kingdom was from the sort, you will see. How can the king of a certain kingdom be captured and the servants will be sitting down looking at him that they should just capture him? No, 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 no. If my kingdom was of the sort, you will see. You would have seen what would have happened in Israel. You would be shocked. But my kingdom is not of the sort. My kingdom is heavenly. It's heavenly. Then in Luke chapter... Look at Luke. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 17. Verse 20. Jesus explains what his kingdom is all about. Okay? Luke 17, 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, they were asking him, Okay, you say you have brought the kingdom of God, so when is it going to come? When are we going to see it? He answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It cometh not with what? It's not observation like you something you see with your eye. The kingdom of God is not physical. that's what it is, not, not a physical thing. The body of Christ is not physical. Some people think that the body of Christ, someone even preach preach said that his church is the body of Christ. And that if you are not in his church, you are not going to be part of the bride of Christ. I mean, that's nonsense, isn't it? Clearly, if you know your Bible, you realize that the person is not serious. What do you think? It's clearly not serious. How can you say that your church is the bride of Christ? No, no, no. It's mystical. There's an organizational part of the body of Christ, but the body of Christ is a living organism that has various parts, which we all form. You know, we are all included in it. In various places, various locations. It's a very, very big thing that cannot be gathered in one place. A kingdom must be gathered in one place. Nebuchadnezzar had he knew where his kingdom extended to. Alexander the Great knew where his kingdom ex- extended to the Romans knew where their kingdom extended to. They know the borders of the kingdom. But in Jesus' case, there are no borders to the kingdom. It doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end. It doesn't, it doesn't even, it's just it's a wonderful living organism all over the place. And Jesus is saying that he says, My 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 kingdom will not come with observation. Look at the amplified the amplified says it very nicely. The kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed. Or with visible display, it's not a visible thing, it's not with it's not with a certain sign. You know, some people are calculating Jesus' coming. The, the message says it's not by calendar, calendar reading. Look at message. That's what message says. And the kingdom of God doesn't come by counting the days on the calendar, it doesn't function by the calendar, it's different. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse, King James. Next verse. Neither shall they say, Lo here. They shall not say, Hey, the kingdom of God is here. Or hey, the kingdom of God is there. Or see, the kingdom of God is here. See the kingdom of God is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom of God is a heart thing, it's an it's an inward inner man thing. It's not an outward man world thing. It's an inward thing. The king of God is not there, it's not there, it's inside the kingdom of God is in you. Tell me about the kingdom of God is in you. Say it again. The kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of, King of God is not of this world. But is in you. It's spiritual. Hallelujah. 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 So when Jesus said that seek ye first the kingdom of God. What was he talking about? Seek what is in the hearts of people. Let what is in your heart. You see, he, 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 this scripture in Ephesians chapter 3. Okay, go to Ephesians chapter 3. Let's read verse 15 and 16. You see it. Ephesians three fifteen 15 and 16. Paul is talking about his prayer for the saints. He says, I pray for you. I make mention of the God of our Father, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. And he says, to be strengthened with might. Then he says, by a spirit in your inner man verse 17. then it says that christ i pray that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith you see the word dwell there means to govern to have full control to 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 have full charge over something you understand it's a it's a kingdom term the charge of the, of the king the dominion of the king okay So, what he's saying is that Jesus... Okay, amplified. It says, May Christ through your faith actually does settle down, abide, make his permanent home. Where? In your hearts. Make his permanent home in your heart. So, when when Jesus says that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, what he's saying is that let Christ have a complete dominion over your heart. Seek that Christ will have complete dominion over your heart. The king will have... That is... He says his kingdom is not there or here. It's it's in your heart. So seeking his kingdom has to do with making sure he has complete dominion complete governance over your heart so that when he gives a charge through your heart which is actually his throne there wouldn't be resistance if you are resisting him then it means that the kingdom of god has not actually prevailed with you yet hallelujah that's why it says that in the city of Ephesus, so mightly grew the lord of god and prevailed it prevailed over the hearts of the men when he talks about the, the fact that the word of Christ should have free course and be glorified, even as it has been, he says, be glorified with all men, even as it has been glorified with you. He's talking about it having complete governance over the people's hearts. Napoleon said something. He said that Jesus does not win his wars with knives and swords and guns and all that. He wins, his, his, he wins men's hearts with his words and has complete dominion over their hearts. And they do his bidding. This people's hearts were so knitted into Christ. Hallelujah. Christ must have complete dominion over your heart. Hallelujah. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We've known it in a certain light. I'm showing you another light. He must have complete dominion over your heart. Okay, now your heart is the center of your being. I preached about it a long time ago. The word heart is cardia, he's not talking about the heart that pumps inside our our chest, he's talking about the center of your being where your operational system is from. The Bible says that out of the heart, issues are the issues of what of life, isn't it? Yeah, the heart is the place for your thoughts and your intents. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You see something there. for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so the heart is a place for your thoughts and your intents why do you do the things that you do are you doing the things that you are doing because christ is the one energizing you to do it are you doing it because of jesus or are you are doing it because of something else. you see christ must have dominion real dominion. that is real christianity when everything that you are doing is motivated by christ not by your emotions or by your feelings or what you think are you seeing it then then you are really seeking the kingdom of god seeking that every single thing that i'm doing is out of love okay now, how, how, so how do you seek the kingdom of God? It with, in the light along which I'm talking about. It has to do with you walking in love. You want to seek the kingdom of God? You must learn how to walk in love. So actually I'm preaching about walking in love. Okay, walking in love. Tell me about his preaching about walking in love. I have a title for my message. Walking in love. Yeah. That is how to seek the kingdom of God. You must learn to walk in love. If you don't, if you're not walking in love, you are actually not seeking the kingdom. You can be building churches, but you are not seeking the kingdom of God. You know, Rick Joyner went to heaven, had, an, had a heavenly encounter. He wrote a book on it. He titled it The Final Quest. And he got to heaven, he got to a place called Outer Darkness. The, the glory of God does not get there so much. And there was this glorious big man of God that we knew, or he knew on earth, that was in the queue. He was standing there. And he wondered why he was there, because per what he did on earth, he was expecting him to be close to Paul or Jesus. He was surprised he was standing in the, in the queue somewhere. And a man stepped up. His wife was by him. He stepped up and said, oh, I am where I am because of the things that I did. The man has written books that we use today. Regina said he will not mention his name. He said he will not mention if we mention his name, we will not read his books again. But the books he has written are good for us to read and good for us in our in terms of our Christian development. But he didn't he didn't make the mark that God had set for him. Why? Because he was not working in love houses on earth. He said he built church, big, big churches, who had plenty pastors, but he was he was hoarding some pastors from doing what God wanted them to do because of what he wanted. He was using ministry for money. He was using ministry for his glory. He was using ministry to do so many wild things that were not what God wanted him to do. His hearts were departed from God. Jesus said that with their mouths they draw close to me. But their hearts are very, 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 very far away from me. So Jesus is not interested in what you say on your mouth. Or interested in what you do with your hands. He's interested in what is in your heart. How is your heart close to you? You can't say that, oh, my heart is this, but I'm doing this. No. As a man thinketh and is that so is he. What your heart is thinking is what you will definitely show forth. So by your actions, we know what is inside your heart. Am I preaching to you? I'm, I'm saying to get, to get little stars. I'm preaching to you. Yes. Yeah. Look at Proverbs chapter four. Let's read verse twenty-five. Proverbs 4, 25 It says, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues." of It's not talking about issues. Life, life's issues like life's issues oh these are the issues of life oh, there are issues in life do you understand that one like issue charlie i, I have some I have an issue Charlie. i have a real big issue sorry like i have a very very big issue that's what he's talking about he's talking about the issuance of life okay the heart of your heart proceeds life that is where life that is where your life comes from Do you understand out of the condition of your heart your life comes from the condition of your heart. So, if the life that is coming out is a corrupt life, then it means it shows the condition of your heart. If the life that is coming out of your, your heart is that of joy, goodness, love, and graciousness, it shows the condition of your heart. So, what, what is the condition of your heart? We see it by your actions and by your words. It is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth to speak. Have you ever read that in your Bible before? It's also in the Bible. Or do you know? I'm quoting scripture, so. Hallelujah. So what is the condition of your heart? Paul mentions that God is going to judge the content and the intents of our hearts. What we did. Why did you do what you did? You understand? Not what he, God is not interested in what you did. If what we are doing in the kingdom of God is because of selfish reasons and because of some, some other things, we have been disqualified. If what i'm doing is not because i care about god's children i love god and i want to do what god wants me to do i'm in trouble if i'm doing what i'm doing because someone has said something against me and i want to i want to reply to the person i'm in trouble hallelujah Matthew chapter 12 verse 37 all generation of vipers how can ye being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the mouth speaketh the mouth speaking jesus mentioned that it is not what goes into a man that devours him it is what proceeds out of the man's heart that's what defiles him so what is coming what is the condition of your heart are you seeking the are you actually seeking the kingdom of god or you are are doing something else i want to find out and i'll be helping you to check the condition of your heart why are you like how how are you 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 understand like why are you doing the things you're doing Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 1. It is therefore seen we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. Verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Okay, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. This is very powerful. I'm going to use it, but I want to show it the one in chapter 4 and I'll come back to this one. Hopefully. Let the man who account of us as of the ministers of Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And stewards of the ministries of God. More of it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Verse 3. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you of man's judgments. Yea, I judge not my own self. He says, when it comes to my faithfulness and my, my loyalty to God, I, you, it's, it's a, you should not judge me. Even me, I don't judge myself. Continue, verse four. For I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not here by your He says, I don't know anything that I'm doing wrong. I don't know of anything. Paul was able to say this. Paul was the one who said that when it comes to the law of the Jews, I was blameless. I mean, for a man to, it means that he was a very book-like, sticking to the law, whatever. Very strict guy. He says that I was zealous for the law. And he says this here I know nothing by myself Yet am I not here by In me knowing nothing by myself I'm not here by justified But he that judges me is the Lord Okay I don't know that I've done anything wrong He says I don't know In my mind I don't know I've done something wrong In my thoughts In the way I do my. I know that I'm doing all that I'm supposed to do As God wants me to But in doing what I know God says I should do I cannot say that I'm perfect before God And I'm justified And that God does not have any fault with me I can't say that Hallelujah. Isn't interesting? Yeah. Paul is the one who said that, I am pure of the blood of all men. In Acts chapter 20, he said that I am pure of the blood. He says, I have preached the gospel privately and publicly. I have not ceased to give you all the counsel, the whole counsel of God. He was supposed to say that. He said, I am pure of the blood. In other words, when God asked me questions concerning my ministry, I know that I have done everything I am supposed to. But he says, even in that, I am not justified before God. Why? Why? He says, therefore judge nothing before the time. Unto the Lord come. Who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And will make manifest the counsels of what? Counsels of what? He will show the counsel. Why? What is in your heart? The counsels of the hearts. And then, after that, every man shall have praise of God. Only after that. Only after God has shown the counsel of your heart. Then you will know. And you'll be given your reward so on that day the day of the lord will stand before him it's actually the counsel of the heart that will be revealed It says he shall make manifest the hidden. he says who will bring both to light the hidden things of darkness hey brother ask your brother or your sister charlie what is hidden in your heart what are the hidden things the earlier you you talk about them and reveal them the better i'll tell you about the earlier you talk about them and reveal them the better the better I have you came from here, so I will say, the better. The better for you. Hallelujah. So don't be easy on that deal. The accounts, why? why? Why are you playing the keyboard? So i playing the I remember I had a keyboard some years ago. When he was playing the keyboard, he wanted me to pay him. I didn't know that he wanted me to pay him. So I never paid him. If he had told me he wanted to pay, him, he wanted me to pay him, I would have sacked him. But he never said it. One day, he devised a plan to get money out of me. He came talk to me and told, told me, oh, no, he has some problem here and there. He needs some money to go and do some one or two things. He was lying. I gave him a huge amount of money. Two days later, he left the church. He was like, I'm leaving the church by my pay. So he calculated his pay for all those months. And came to me and came to lie and i gave him that. what do you think god will do to you when he meets him on that day <laughs> he did when i meet him i'll do something to him hallelujah when i met him i didn't do anything i hugged him hallelujah i didn't do anything i'm a man of love hallelujah, hallelujah. by god's grace so what is in your heart? seek seek ye first i can know God. seek and check am i walking in love am i doing things by love I might be motivated by love to do what I'm doing. Look at John chapter 13. Go to John chapter 13. Let's read verse 34 and verse 35. Love is the hallmark of the, is a lifestyle of the kingdom of God. It's the hallmark of the kingdom of God. Do you understand? Jesus explains it here. He says that a new commandment I give unto you. This is the king of the kingdom we are talking about. He says, I'm giving my, these are some of the last commandments of Jesus, last instructions. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. As I have loved you, how did Jesus love us? Hallelujah. And you, okay, read it to me. One to go. Uh-huh. If ye have loved one to By this particular thing, everybody will know that you are of my kingdom. The sign that you are in my kingdom, and that you come from my kingdom, which is not visible, and is not here and there. The sign that you are inside the kingdom is by your love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. A new commandment I give unto you. Love your neighbor. Love one another. As I have loved you, Christ loved to the point of death. Jesus loved. Jesus said that I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it up. Do you know Jesus could not die? Do you know Jesus could not die until he was made sin? Have you ever read your Bible concerning how they wanted to kill him? So they pushed him to a cliff, and when they were, pushing, they were about to push him, he was able to escape. How, how is that possible? Well, it was it like that he went through them. He was vanishing. He could vanish. Do you know, like they carried? Can you miss a thief if you are going to stone the thief? Will you, will you be able to mistake that? Where's the thief? Where's the thief? Can you do that? It doesn't happen. They will hold Jesus. Take him to the cliff. They are pushing him on the push him and they don't see him again. Just he could not die. That his time was not yet. His time had not yet come. And Jesus, Jesus gave up the ghost. Jesus died. He decided to die. He laid down his life and took it back, back, back up again. He says, the son of man has power to lay down his life. And to take it back up, he could not die. But because of love, he laid down his life for you and I. He loved us so much that he died. Ask your neighbor, will you love me till you die? Will you love me even when I'm killing you? Will you love me even when I'm killing you? Ask your neighbor, will you will you love me even when I am killing you? Pressing your neck. The Bible says that in the last days many shall be offended and they shall betray. The love of many will wash cold. Your love must not wash cold. Your love must not wash cold. Because this is what, this is the hallmark of the children of God. This is the sign, the observation that you are a child of God and that you are walking in the kingdom. You see, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek it. Seek love. Hmm? The Bible emphatically instructs us to seek love. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Last verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You see it there. 1 Corinthians 12, last verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. It says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. The next verse is about love. The next chapter is about love, isn't it? Go to chapter 14, verse 1. As I'm about the chapter of love, he talks about it even some more in chapter 14, verse 1. Go to chapter 14, verse 1. He says, follow after charity. Someone would think he's talking about the lady called charity. So he'll be following charity. That's not what he's talking about. Somebody, he's talking about love. Uh-huh. Amplify. Read the amplified to me, one to go. Make it your aim, your greatest quest. it's okay he says eagerly pursue and seek to acquire eagerly eager, eagerly pursue and seek it seek to acquire this love of course we have it he's talking about make having a complete hold of it huh? make it your aim make love your aim in life your great quest your greatest quest in life as a child of God is to be a man of love a man who laughs into details, you see, and the real hallmark of love, the real definition of love, is something called forgiveness. Forgiveness. Ask to But you, have you ever had forgiveness in your life? Now, mind you, there's a love God has for the world. Okay, there are three levels of God's love. He has His love for the world. Then He has His love for His children. Then He has His love for those who love Him. And are willing and ready to do what he wants them to do okay for instance uh, john 3 16 for god so loved the world that is the world of men that's the love the god's first love okay the first level of god's love then in first john chapter 3 verse 1 behold what man of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god that is to the children of god isn't it now romans chapter 8 verse 28 is not for everybody look at romans 8 28 and we know that all things were together for the good for good to them that do what love. that reciprocates is love that love god have you seen it yeah. first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 it's not for everybody first Corinthians 2:9. go to first corinthians two nine. you see it but that is written i have not seen nor ear neither have entered the heart of man the things which god has prepared for them that love. have you seen it so three levels of god's love his love for the world his love for his children. And his love for those who reciprocate his love. Those are the ones he cannot do without. This is what God, is. God cannot do without. <laughs> those who love him are those who are interested in what he's interested in. It's a natural, normal thing. If you have five children and you love all of them, of course you love all of them equally. But one of them loves you because he does everything you want him to do. Wherever he goes, he wants to go with you. He likes what you like. He does what you want him to do. Everything you say he should do, he does it. Won't you have a natural, normal affection for him than you do for every other one? You, you love the other one so much, when you say they should come, they will not come. Yet you will still love them anyway. Isn't it? You will still love them, and you will not, not beat them, you will not kill them, you will not, not say I have disfavored you, you will not do any of those things. But the one who responds to your instructions, hey, you don't joke with him at all. You don't joke with him at all. So that's the, ter- that's the third level of God's love. Hallelujah now God is Jesus is talking about you expressing you see how can you say you love God when you have not seen him your love for God is expressed in your love for his children you, you, you understand my message you see 1 John chapter 4 look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 20 you see it clear it's not, it's not you, you can't mistake it 1 John 4 says see seek can make this love your your greatest quest in life isn't it you remember Okay, if a man say, "I love God, have you ever said you love God before? you have even sang it before I love you Lord I love you Lord I lo- you are kissing God in your in your song I love you Lord I love you lord I'm in love I'm in love with Jesus and he's in love with me I'm in love with Jesus. He's showing you if you say you love me you see "Love eh, is by demonstration you can't say you love the lady and you have never bought anything for her you know you say you love la- i love i love this lady can this be love this cannot be love you say you love the person you've not demonstrated you've not bought flower for the person before even if you not buy, you just pluck some from the streets as you are coming and bring it. We will we'll take it. You've not bought, you've not bought flour, you've not bought, you don't like flour. What, what do you like? What do you like? Credits, chocolate, mobile money. It's an amazing thing. The ladies of today, they are into mobile money, credits, and those things. May the Lord have mercy on them. But how can, you, how can you say you love a lady and not do some, some of those things for her? You must do something. Do something before something bad happens to you. Express Love is expressing. Love expresses. Love is action. It demonstrates itself. Hello. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it demonstrates itself. Hallelujah. If a man say, I love God. And hateth his brother. Remember, in, in John chapter 13. Verse 34, where we read, go to John 13 34. The instructions are clear, it's not for everybody. He says, A new commandment I give you, give unto you, that you love what? One another. One another does not mean love the world. He's talking about you loving the other person who is by you. Do you get it? Or you didn't do calm skill? I mean, it's like that, isn't it? He's talking to the disciples, he says, A new command I give unto you that you love one another. As I have loved you. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. He said it twice: one another. So he's not talking about directing your love to the world. Like, you, you love God. Yes, I love God. How do you love God? I pray for the world. I pray, I'm a prayer, Papa. But when it comes to your brother who is sitting by you. These are the things I don't like. Joe 5. No, you are making you are committing. Understand what Jesus said. So John explains it even more. He says that how can you say you love God when you hate your brother? Go back there. John First John 4 20 says, If a man says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Nyamia No, na ta, e no, no, The Lord will punish you, hallelujah can you say that? He says, for he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? How can you? How can you love God? Have you seen God before? Do you even know whether God is your type? God may not be your type. (laughs) Because you have a certain image of God. Everybody has a certain image of God. Is it true? You have a certain, you have something in your mind. When we talk about Jesus, you think of a tall man with long hair, with a certain beard, with a certain chest. Like someone who is lovable. What if when you see him, you don't see like, hey? What if? What is this? You see God and you say, What is this? He says, You have not seen God, you say you love him. You say you love your brother that is here with you. Who has God in him? First John 4:4. We all confess it. Greater is he, he says here of God, let your children, and overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hey, greater is he that is in you. Do you think he's only in you? Was that scripture with your name there? At the little year of God, and greater is he that is in you Adelita, the than he that is in the world, and the one who is in the world is your brother who is sitting by you. Greater is he than he that is in your the brother that's in the world. That's why a lot of Christians are reading it. He's talking about Christians loving Christians. Yeah. You say you love God, demonstrates by how much you love your brother. You see, and you see, love, I said that the real test of love is forgiveness because if you say you love, one of the major things God love does is that love covers a multitude of sins. Love does what? Your brother will wrong you, your sister will wrong you. You know that. You are a Christian, you are a child of God. Being in the body of believers in a place is a very challenging thing. It is not an easy thing at all. That is why Jesus said, my commandment, a new commandment give I unto you. That's what I was laughing. (laughs) A new commandment give I unto you. As I have loved you, even so love one another. Yeah, love one another. You see, as you are sitting down, you realize that as you move, you 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 just scratch your brother a little. Probably your brother is offended. Because he feels that like you didn't bath. you have come to church, you didn't bath. I've bath I'm looking fresh. You are just It's possible. As you are moving, the closer we get to each other, the more we have we you see all the wrongs of the other person. Is it true? Yes. Yeah. When I was doing my counselling, there was this old man who counselled us at the point. He said something in three. We are urban. How do you say that in English? The tree that are together are the ones that scrap against each other. They scratch against each other. The closer you are, the more you will see things. But love, does, it covers a multitude of sins. It covers a multitude of wrongs. Everybody is different. Everybody, you are in the hospital. We are in the hospital. Everybody, you realize you are. You realize that you are not correct. Have you realized? Sometimes you check yourself. You realize that you are very, you are, you are a very wicked person. You just check. You must learn to weigh your heart and judge. the Bible says, judge yourself so that you will not be judged. Judge yourself. Weigh your own self. If you are, if you judge yourself, it says you will not be judged. Learn to judge yourself. Learn to check your heart. You, you check. You realize that there are some things you need to change about yourself. You need to change something. I'm a terrible person. I love God, but I'm terrible. I don't like my brothers and sisters. I don't do some things. Someone asks me for food, I'm very angry. <laughs> Someone asks me for food, you say be filled to the person. <laughs> judge yourself. Tell me you about judge yourself. A new commandment I give unto you. Oh, it's serious. Let's look at Ephesians four, verse twenty-nine. Ephesians then 29, we'll never close. 29. Oh, Nipa, oh, no now. Hey, it's Remember? oh, no now, oh, dawn. Oh, when we finish the service, we'll continue. Hallelujah. We'll sing it. That's our, our, our theme song for the night. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your labush, out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto you. You see, these things they are in the Bible, though. You are into lying you are into saying things this person has said this this person has said that that's what brings confusion in most churches come this person said this about this person this person said this about this person this person said this about this person a pastor doesn't know who to even believe anymore if you're a pastor you don't look at people's faces so. you look at people's faces and what they come because everybody comes with a different story there was a day, there was a day in, my, in my pastoral life and someone came to sit before me and counseled me about another person. And the counselor was such that suck the person from the church. Let the person get out. The person is terrible. Yeah, terrible. Like this person like is a it's like this, it's like this, it's like this, it's like this. I looked at her and Okay. As you are saying that to me, I'm thinking about you. You need the work on you is so much. The work on, I, I shudder at the kind of work I have to do on you. I become. I, I just wonder. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> just let no corrupt communication come out. Foolish thing. Let's re-amplify. Amplify the, the expenses a little bit more. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk. When people meet, some people meet, and then they pick the church, the pastor, or pick the elder, or pick a brother, and start talking about the person. Do you know this person? I thought was like this. I didn't know. You see, you don't have a lot of work doing. You are too idle. I have to push you, give you 75 people to follow up on. Yeah, so by the time you finish following up on then when you come back home, you are too tired. You just, once you come, you just go back to bed. You go to, to bed. And you wake up, you are doing another thing. You have too too much time. There was a day, some people were talking about some people, they came to, I, I said, you have too much time, that's why. I'm come to tighten your, your shadow, your chest shadow. I'll tighten it so that you don't have time to sit and talk about unnecessary foolishness. Unwholesome, worthless talk. Eh? Polluting language, evil, evil word. You are the communicator of evil. If someone have done something wrong, you are the, tail, you know a tale bearer. Have you ever heard of the word tailbearer? bearer Type tail bearer in the Bible. you see plenty. I'll read two of the scriptures from tailbearer bearer to you. Tail bearer, tale bearer. You, are a, you are the one who... Do you understand tale? A tale. Stories. Myths. Things that are not... You don't know the authenticity of what has been said. But you are bearing in it anyway. You are a career. You are the, the fella mama. You are the fella papa. You are the center of communication. If someone wants to hear something about somebody in the church, they have to come to you. Your mouth cannot sleep. Oh, this person, we know him. We know him. Hey. Revelation 11, 13. A tale-bearer reveals secrets. Secrets. One who is who loves covers secrets. Hmm? love covers a mo- even if do you know what i know about people in the church do you know what i know about people in the church you have no idea i have keys keys <laughs> i have keys but the key is so big that i need someone to carry it i have keys i can open your key right now <laughs> i can launch you yeah i've been saying love covers a much of sin is in first is and above all things, fervent charity among you. He says, above all things. We don't understand charity. No, it's like it's the lady called charity. Maybe I'm talking about used to something. Up. Above all things, intense and unfailing love for one. Intense. Oh, do you understand that? I know we are talking about sleeping with each other. That's what I kind of love we are talking about. Like being kind towards each other. Do you understand? Yeah, forgiving each other. Okay? Being patient with each other. Bearing with each other. That's what he's talking about. Read first Corinthians text, you will see what love really means. It's not sex. Love that's not, I love you. Um, you're a child of God. I love you so much. The love is so intense. Let me give you a kiss. <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. If he's doing that, slapping. Above all things, have intense and unfeigning love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins, forgives and disregards the offense of others. Hmm? The offenses of others, it disregards. Does not hold up to a suffered wrong. Love doesn't do that because it did something to you. Hey, I'm not talking for the next 75 days. You see, that is Absalomic. You have become Absalom. Absalom was the one who was offended by Amnon. Amnon slept with his sister, by his half sister. But Absalom was one blood, I mean, same mother, same father, with Tamar and when it happened, the Bible says that Absalom said neither good nor evil to Amnon for two years. Two years. When they ask him a question, he will just be. When Amnon goes, he say Hello, Absalom. Two years. Absalom, how are you? Absalom, will you come for dinner? Absalom, will you play table tennis? As I have PS 18, PlayStation 18, will you play? <laughs> he didn't know that as he was quiet, he was planning his death. Amnon to was so foolish. He had not read Bishop Dag's book <laughs> concerning loyalty and disloyalty. He didn't know that when someone is quiet like that and invites you to a party, you don't have to go. They invited him for a party after two years. He went happy. He didn't know they were going to kill him. This, the, guy, the guy who is a tail bearer reveals secrets. He's a revealer of secrets. You must have intense love for one another. Hmm? Yeah. A tail bearer reveals secrets. But he that is of, of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You think it's not scriptural? It is scripture to conceal matters. You know, people have done abortion. Conceal it, keep quiet. And so what? You know what someone has, and so what? You know someone's past, and so what? You there you don't have past. You you don't have past. You see, you you are too good. You're a very good person. You are like Joseph. You have never done anything wrong. You'll be singing songs. I'm so righteous, righteous, righteous. Hey, hey, because of Jesus. Sister, yours is coming. Bible says that the one who judges the same measure that he has yet to be given to him. So if your your measuring rod or your content is one gallon and you are judging someone who is one barrel, do empty one barrel content to one gallon. Do empty everything and you see how Sometimes we don't understand something like you, like you are thrown into the air, you, your spiritual life is not going well, you don't understand what's going on. It's because you are not doing what you are You We are not walking in love. You are walking out of love. And if you are walking out of love, you are walking out of the light. And anything can happen. Hallelujah. So have you learned anything? Yeah. yeah. See, I'll walk in love. See, I will walk in love. I will say good things about people. I will say good things about And I'll forgive if I'm offended. I'm the forgiving type. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet and let's pray. Thank God for what you shared with us. Oh, the king. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.